Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about nannying for families with pets. And to do that, I have brought on a new friend named Simone Watkins. Hello, Simone. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to have you. It's nice to be here. Um, Simone actually took over for Taryn, who has been on the podcast before. She did nannying for girls and potty training and one more that I am blanking on right now. But go look up Taryn's episodes. They're great. Uh, But Simone has actually taken over for Taryn's nanny family. And uh, how's that going? It's going really well. Actually, (laughs) I was definitely nervous going into it because Taryn was there for four years, but the transition was super smooth and everything's going great. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm loving it so far. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get started uh, talking about nannying for families with pets, uh, let's hear a little bit about your background. All right. Well, I was born and raised here in Chicago. I actually just moved back here after attending undergrad at Mizzou or University of Missouri. (laughs) So I'm back here for good, hopefully. And um, I started nannying while in college. And it started with, I just wanted like, I needed some extra cash for, you know, I was in school. Right. So (laughs) I just, yes, exactly. And in my program... Um, he, which is human development and family studies. Mm-hmm. I we received like a billion emails for nannying, babysitting jobs. So oh, I bet I hopped on one of those emails, and I eventually started nannying for a family with two kiddos, and then that led to another family, and then I so I did that throughout my entire college career, and here I am now back in Chicago. That's great. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think it's so interesting, people's origin stories. Right. uh, As nannying is a superpower. Um, (laughs) I agree. And so, yeah, I always find that interesting. Um, Well, great. Let's talk about nannying for 
families with animals, which I've only ever nannied for, I think, one family with a pet. Um, but so I'm glad to have someone here that has also some, some more experience because my nanny family had a dog walker. So I really didn't, you know, besides lovies, uh, I didn't give, I didn't have to take care of the dog at all. (laughs) Right. Right. And yeah, this is the first time in my nanny experience where I've had somewhat of a role in yeah. the dog's life, the family that I need for, they have a cat and a dog, but the cat is super antisocial. My, <laughs> my I didn't know that they had a cat, and I went over there for, I would say, a good 10 play dates before I was like, whoa, you have a cat. It's cat. Yeah. Actually, the, the <laughs> first time I saw the cat was when I did a nighttime babysit for that family. Yeah, and I, same. And then next thing I know, the cat's coming out. And I'm like, oh, hello, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. So, and the dog, Brody, he's um, he's older, which you never would have guessed ever no. looking at the dog. He looks like a puppy. Right. And he's honestly super, super chill. So it's not ever, it's never really an issue, you know, but right. like, and to the extent, like the most extensive thing I would do is like, let him outside, you know, play with him, give him love. He's definitely needs attention all the time. Yes. So uh, that's pretty much my role. Right. Make sure he has food and whatnot. But other than that, he really is in his own little world and, like, does his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets along really well with kids, which is very nice. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, But... Yeah, and so when you interviewed and got the job, did you all discuss previous to you starting what your role would be with animals? Yeah, so actually in the first interview, we did not discuss about the dog. I didn't know that they had a dog or a cat. It was the second, well, technically third interview Mm -hmm. that I... uh, um, actually came to the house to like play with um, one of the kiddos and I saw the dog and I was like, oh my gosh, which <laughs> I got excited about because I love dogs. Yes. So, and then the nanny family just said, you know, this is, this is Brody, you know, you don't, it's not too, too much that you have to do, but just, you know, make sure that he's good. Right. So. That was yeah. pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Do you have to take him on walks ever, or is it just letting him out? No, it's usually just letting him out. You know, I I think I once it starts cooling down, want right. to take him on walks because <laughs> I think that he would like it, and I think that, you know, the girls would like that too, just, you know, yes. walking the dog and whatnot. Because usually um, they, t- they take him out for a short, minimal walk in the morning, mm-hmm. and then... That's pretty much that. And then, yeah, he's got to make it till the end of the day. I mean, he can, like, go out into the yard, but... Right, exactly. um, Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, and him being an older dog, I think, is uh, helpful in that way Mm -hmm. because he's used to... Right, definitely. ...having to hold it. Yeah, (laughs) yes, exactly. Yeah, one thing that... So I kind of reached out to some of the... Uh, Facebook nanny groups and got some advice from just more people because I thought that that would be useful since 
I didn't know as much about this. And Maggie Jean had an idea that she uses with her nanny kids and her personal dog. It's not the nanny family's dog, but um, for walking the dog because I have... uh, I have let my nanny kids also like help me with my personal dog before. And, um, it's, it's really interesting because they obviously want to like walk the dog. They want to hold the leash, but if a dog sees a squirrel or a bunny or whatever and bolts, they're probably going to drop the leash. So Mm -hmm. it's this catch 22 of like, you want to give them autonomy. You want to give, Mm -hmm. uh, let them play a role in walking the dog, but, you also need to hold on to part of the leash. Right. So Maggie Jean says that what she does is she has a longer retractable leash that she holds, and then she has a second non-retractable leash that is for the kids that's shorter. And so then the kids can hold it, and they feel the tension of the dog, and they are actually walking the dog, but there's like a safety line (laughs) um, that she's holding on to. That is a great idea. Yeah. I never really would have thought of that. I know. I wouldn't have either. that's awesome. And so I Mm -hmm. uh, really appreciate you sharing that, Maggie. And um, yeah, and so I think that that's a really good way, if that is part of your job as a nanny, to Mm -hmm. walk the dog because that can be tricky. Um, Yeah, uh, definitely. (laughs) With kids, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if there's more than one kid and a dog. Whew, mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And I will say, at least in Chicago, this seems to be true, that most families with dogs have dog walkers. Um, yes. If their dog needs to be walked mm-hmm. while the nanny is there, mm-hmm. they don't ask the nanny to do that. They hire a dog right. walker. Yeah, and that was one of the things that my nanny family mentioned was just like try to have my focus should be on the kiddos not right. the dog but however you know make yes. sure the dog is good you know what I mean right so mm-hmm. acknowledge that the dog is there exactly <laughs> exactly make sure if he goes to the door like let him yes. out things like that but yes that mm-hmm. you shouldn't sacrifice any attention or yes, exactly safety of the children definitely for the dog and that is good and that's something to talk about when you are interviewing if the family mm-hmm. does have a dog or if they get a dog right um because i've i've seen that on the nanny groups before mm-hmm. and if there's going to be a dog especially if it's going to be a puppy that that's like Time for a contract renegotiation. Um, definitely, especially a puppy. That if is, they're going to get a puppy, yeah, yeah, that's bec- that's a, that's another job. Yeah, a puppy, that's another yeah, job, especially. Yeah, <laughs> that's like wow, another child almost, almost worth of job. Yes. Um. Yeah. So yes, if if an animal is going to show up on the scene, uh, then. Mm-hmm then you need to probably ask to sit down with the family and say, hey, I would like to renegotiate my contract because this is a new element that we didn't talk about. And it's a big element. Really, if you you think about it, it's pets are, you know, part of the family. So they are. You want to make sure they're cared for as well, but it's just added on, you know. Right. So I agree with that. Yeah. Another thing that I thought of while I was uh, researching and 
imagining this episode like I do in my daydreams <laughs> um, is is like so if you are taking care of kids and a dog and even right. if it's a situation where the dog is obviously secondary to the children right um but let's say the dog eats chocolate and the kids also have to be somewhere right then like school right um you know what do you do and a lot of people on facebook groups said that they would absolutely call the nanny family and ask definitely um, and then if it was an emergency for the dog, get the dog to care with, with the children, obviously take yes. the children with you. Um, but get the dog to the vet and then, and then take the children where yes. they need to go. Yeah. That's what I would definitely think to do. Yeah. I mean, first obviously call, but you know, you don't want something bad to happen to the dog and then right. that just add more stress than you know what I mean so right and, and dogs th- are great exactly <laughs> exactly they I love s- them so much me too I have two of my own so I mm-hmm. that's great but if the dog if it's not a quote-unquote emergency with the dog if the dog like right you know threw up or something and then right. just clean that up and then maybe you know you definitely mm-hmm. need to tell the nanny family exactly <laughs> that the dog threw up but yeah. dogs threw up for lots of reasons like oh. eating grass it's interesting. It is. Yeah. And vets actually don't super know why they eat grass. They suspect it's to like I don't get it. make themselves throw up if they ate something mm-hmm. that's not sitting well, but right. they don't know for sure. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. Actually, the other day when I was a little bit late to go, you know, to my nanny family uh-huh. because my dog was just started throwing up everywhere oh oh so fun i know right (laughs) (laughs) love that (laughs) yep um but yeah and then one other aspect of animal care and this is something that i end up talking about with all of my nanny kids whether or not they own a a dog or an animal in general Mm -hmm. is um aggression by animals towards kids Mm -hmm. because a lot of times kids think that they can treat animals like they treat their stuffed animals yes and that's not the case and there's no way for them to know that except for you (laughs) to teach them exactly and sometimes I think it helps when there is a um dog present in the house yes because there are times where the kiddos get aggressive with Brody and I'm like well no (laughs) you can't do that you can't do that with Brody or with any other dog ever right because any little thing can trigger the dog and send it on a wild escapade yeah exactly because that's scary at the end of the day they are animals exactly and Mm -hmm. if they feel threatened then they're going to react in a way exactly that meets that threat exactly um and so yes and so talking to kids about you know petting from the head Mm -hmm. backwards towards the tail right not the other way Mm -hmm. um not pulling on ears or tails or picking up their paws also something that I, I really do talk to every nanny kid I ever have about is that mm-hmm. you have to ask the owner. Definitely. If you see a dog that you do not know. That is huge. You have to ask the owner. And mm-hmm. I even say sometimes ask the owner every time, even if it is a dog you know. 
Definitely. Because you never know what kind of day they're having, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. We had a really good example of that the other day with one of my nanny families where there was a puppy mm-hmm. and I really wanted to pet that puppy. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. It was like a golden retriever puppy. Oh, it was so my gosh. stinking cute. Uh, it looked like a toilet paper ad uh, puppy. Oh. You know what I mean? And uh, and so and the kids wanted to pet the puppy too, but I was like, we have to ask. And so we went to the owner and asked, and the owner was like, I'm really trying to get her to go potty, so I need her to be able to focus right now. So we can't. Right. And I was like, and that's okay, you know? Right. And the kids were disappointed. I was disappointed, but I did not show it. Right. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. It's something like that happened the other day. We were on a bike ride and there's this cute dog. Yeah. And, you know, all the cute dogs, you, of course you want to pet them. Right. And uh, um, one of the girls asked, she asked, which I was very happy and impressed yes. by. Yes. Um, if she could. Uh, pet the dog and he said you know she's a nice dog but sometimes she can be aggressive so I'm gonna have to say no you know right that happens and I like you know and it's also nice when the pet owners are honest like that because you don't want to see something happen you know no for Mm -hmm. sure not and so and that's another really good lesson is that there are some dogs that just they don't like anyone except for their own family exactly and and that's okay Mm -hmm. but we don't pet those dogs. Exactly. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I think having that conversation with every kid is super important. I agree. Because, yeah, I mean, it would make sense to a kid that mm-hmm. you can treat a living creature like a stuffed animal because you show your stuffed animal love by squeezing it mm-hmm. <laughs> like Elmira. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just being like, you can't Elmira every animal. Every animal, right. Um, Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's also a really good conversation to have with cats. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go over for a play date and there's a cat, is you cannot pull that cat's tail. No. Because that cat will yes. bite or scratch you. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> cats do not hold back. No, they're little. They're just sneaky and in their own zones. And they if are. You, if you mess up their space, they're. It's no. Yep. There's no holding back, like you said. They technically can't be domesticated. Wow. Yeah, I heard that on really? a stuff you should know podcast. Huh. There's one about cats, and they talk about how they literally, like, according wow. to the definition of domesticated, yeah. cats are not domesticated and cannot be domesticated. Wow. Yep. I did not know that, but that explains so much. Because mm-hmm. whereas hmm. dogs, we have, like, a symbiotic relationship, right. cats and humans have a um, parasite. Like, cats wow. use us. You know, that really is something good to know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, like, helps, like, us understand why cats are that way. Right. Oh. And and there are certainly, I've seen cats that yeah. definitely love their owners. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. But, you know, yes. still. Yeah. But still, they just are, they're wired differently than dogs. Exactly. Um, also, mm-hmm. if you're interested in this, the Stuff You Should Know episode on toxoplasmosis is also really great, which is a disease that makes you love cats. 
super, super fascinating. <laughs> Not to promote another podcast on my podcast, but I do love that podcast. And I use it with kids all the time because they never curse and they it's very educational. Oh my goodness. And so look up the Toxoplasmosis awesome. episode. It's fascinating. That is awesome. Yep. I need to look that up now. <laughs> yep. It's the cat lady disease. So that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Um, but <laughs> good, anyway, good things to know. <laughs> um, and then there's also uh, the category of exotic animals, which right. is a lot more rare. Most people with small children mm-hmm. don't have exotic animals, mm-hmm. but if they do, um, you know, I would suggest really researching that animal. Definitely, because like. I'm going to be taking care of a chinchilla in uh, the spring when some friends of mine go on vacation and chinchillas can't get wet. And so just things like that that you don't think about. You know, chinchillas, I would think they could get wet, you know? (laughs) Exactly. But they really can't. Yeah. And so knowing things like that, or if there's a bird, how do you treat a bird? Um, Mm -hmm. and I would say maybe just don't have the kids pet that bird. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I feel like you really never know. Yeah. Another trend that I've seen getting started are bunnies. A lot of people are getting bunnies. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to to treat a bunny because I would think it would be to treat it like a dog, but right. Clearly that's probably not right. So again, I think being knowledgeable about whatever animal is present is key. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can do with your nanny kids. Definitely. Especially Mm -hmm. for something like a bunny or yeah. I mean, even a chinchilla, um, anything really go to the library, Mm -hmm pick out books about that animal, learn as much as you can. Yeah. And you can really make it fun too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, so. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's great. And then also if a kid is lobbying to have a pet, uh, you know, play this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Play this one, uh, safe because you don't want the parents to hate you but letting a kid research a pet that they want so that they can like present a case to their parents right i think (laughs) depending on the pet right um is is kind of a cool idea yes it gives them autonomy you know like that purpose and like that they did this thing you know what i mean it just makes them feel good so yeah that's a great idea and talking to Mm -hmm. them about you know, level of responsibility to start exactly. out with. Mm-hmm. Um, a nanny family that I have nannied for uh, got gerbils. And, nice. you know, that's yeah. a, it's still a big responsibility, but it's but not it's, a dog level right, It's not as big. It's, you know, getting there. Yes. Yeah. Or fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and depending on the type of fish, I uh, had some family friends that had a saltwater tank. So that's a whole different oh, wow. thing, you know? Wow, and I've never so, heard of that. Yeah. And you had to like, they had an eel. You had to do it with oh, a, feed wow. the eel with the like, um, like a pincer thing that then a long stick, yeah. you know, like the dinosaur heads that yes. you pull the little trigger, yes. but it was like that, but not mm-hmm. a dinosaur head at the end. 
That would have been cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if a dinosaur was feeding an eel. Like how cool would oh, that be? <laughs> if I ever take care of those fish again, which I won't because I live in Chicago and they live in Knoxville, but <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, or if I ever have to feed a fish with a little tool like that, I'm getting a dinosaur. Definitely. Head. Oh, for sure. You have to know. What if they didn't eat it, though, because they were scared of that dinosaur? <laughs> um, or the shark head. A shark feeding an eel? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Might be might be worse, because yeah. they live in the same That's <laughs> true. That's a real threat to yeah. them. <laughs> Dinosaurs are no longer a real exactly. threat. Anyway, neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and so, uh, I mean... The overall message, really, and something that I say on the podcast all the time, is communication is key. If there's yes. an animal involved, have clearly defined expectations for your role in that animal's life. Yes. Um, if, you know, and establish those before you agree <laughs> to exactly. nanny. Or if the animal comes on after you are already the nanny, then ask to renegotiate a contract because mm -hmm. any animal is an added uh, responsibility for, mm -hmm. for you while you're in the house. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just know your responsibilities because there is, there's everything from you as the nanny are taking the dog to vet appointments. <laughs> like right. some now nannies wrote back and said that they were in charge of vet appointments. Wow. And I cannot imagine. I could not imagine doing like full-time nannying and like full-time dog nannying. Right. I sense. know. That's wow. Kudos. Kudos yes. to them. Yes. Also, talk to your nanny family about when the dog walker is coming. Because <laughs> yes. I have been doing some silly things when a dog walker showed up before, you know, like <laughs> dance parties. And oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like silly things with the kids. Right. But just be like, hey. By the way. <laughs> when is. Yeah. When about does the dog walker show up? Right. And you just kind of want to know if. A dog walker's about to, you know, walk in the house. Like, exactly. oh, who is this person? You know, because they have keys, and that can right. be scary. Um, definitely, definitely. So yes, uh, talk to your nanny family. Communication is key. Always ask lots of questions. Research animals. Be knowledgeable about them. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Even you know, mm -hmm. if it's a dog breed that you're not very familiar right. with, you're familiar with dogs, but. There's a certain, you know, a beagle is very different than a chihuahua. Exactly. And so knowing more about a dog breed is going to help you. Um, and it can be fun to research that stuff. Definitely. With your kids. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. And then and then also ask, you know, the nanny family for personality hints about the dog. If you're right. struggling mm -hmm. at all, if the dog's not listening or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good to know those things to yeah. know those things. So, yeah, um, I think, I think that's it on this subject. I think so. I think we covered a, a nice chunk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you as the listener are sitting there yelling at your car, uh, radio, because you're listening to this and you're like, but they didn't cover blank, then please email in. Ask a question. I love doing research. 
And I would love to answer any question you may be having. And that email address is chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. And Nannia is N-A-N-N-Y-A. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you're listening to it and you like it and you think of one friend that you think, hey, I think this friend would really like this podcast – Can you make it your mission this week to tell that friend? Because word of mouth is way better than any advertising, which I don't have a budget (laughs) for advertising, but any, you know, Facebook post or anything like that. If you can actually tell one friend, hey, I think you would like this podcast, listen to it. Um, I at Towards the beginning of the podcast, I did something called highlights, which are about five minute sections that were the, you know, the best five minutes or like kind of the thesis statement of any given episode. And so if they're wary of spending 30 minutes listening to an episode, recommend they listen to one of those five minute episodes and get a feel for it and see if it's something they're into. But word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news of this podcast. So if you're enjoying it, please let a friend know. Uh, That would really help me out. Uh, And then we end each episode with a funny story or a uplifting story and Mary Calderon I hope I said that right Mary uh, (laughs) sent one in and so she said and this is on topic and I love it that one of her nanny kids would only poop if he was on the ground on all four limbs. She said, imagine him on the floor like he's ready to do a push-up. And uh, from the time he was a baby until the time he was potty trained at two and a half years, he would poop that way because he thought it was appropriate since the dog would poo on all four legs. And so he just thought that that's how that everyone did it um no matter where we were he would stop what he was doing hit the floor so he could do his business that is incredible (laughs) oh my gosh and it makes total sense it does i mean mimicking is huge you know yeah it sure is that is so incredible i love that (laughs) me too Because, yeah, I've definitely had kids that will, like, they got to go to a corner or, Mm -hmm. like, away. They don't want to be watched. Right. But that's That's the best. I've never seen that. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So (laughs) cute. It really is. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Simone. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was great to have you. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.